Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of When Ghosts Speak. Marianne, you have a fun story for us today, which is timely for our holiday that this is being released for. Yes, I ran across this one and I thought, perfect timing with Halloween this month. And give you a little info. A family that I had done work for for many, many years. You know, it's weird. You do one person in the family and then well, go see my cousin and go see my uncle. And before you know it, I know the whole family. And this is the case with this. And when I did this family, there was their bachelor. He was their bachelor son, their bachelor uncle, their bachelor cousin. He was, Ollie was his name. Nice, nice man. And he did have a fiance that they were planning to get married. And before they got married, they were looking around and they were both very, very down to earth people. And they bought a farm, a four acre farm, which nowadays is called a gentleman's farm because you don't have, you're you're not plowing fields. They had a goat, they had a horse, they had some chickens. In other words, it was he had a real job. That was not his real job. But the property was butted right up to the metro parks. And there's a number of areas that I know of that are beautiful houses, and their backyards are the metro parks. Their property backs right up into them. Those houses are usually pretty desirable just because of the surroundings. But anyway, he bought this place and it was a farmhouse and a barn and a chicken coop. And he loved it. And his fiance, they both loved it. They were not living in it. He was living in it. They were getting married in three weeks and she died. And he was so heartbroken over this that that. And everyone said, you'll get over it, you'll get over it, you'll be fine. He never did. He never, never got over it. And so his sister calls me. Her name is Helen. And she says, Marianne, do you remember me? I says, of course, I remember the whole family. She says, well, you know, Ollie died about 15 years ago. I said, yeah, somebody called and told me. I said, you know, I said, what did he end up doing? She said, well, the Metro Parks had been after him for about 10 years before he died. Can we buy your property? They wanted to incorporate it right into what they already had there. And apparently they have a number of programs across the state that have small farms like this that the Metro Parks will buy and then rent those out to people. And they wanted to rent this place out to families that would continue to use uh, as a farm and a co-op. And so he 
he thought about it and he thought about it and he thought about it. Finally, about a year before he died, talked to his family and he said, I'm going to go ahead and, and let them buy it. He said, it'll be, it'll be kept a farm. It'll be good use. And he died and Metro Parks got it. And it was fine. And that's exactly what they were doing. They were renting it out to people. And apparently Metro Parks is like everybody else in the United States, short on money. And they decided that they needed to make some extra money. And nobody really was interested anymore in coming to rent there and work the farm. I mean, the rent was next to nothing, but you had to produce. You had to have your animals and they had to be made available. And it just didn't fit in a lot of people's molds. So they hired a company to change the place into a haunted farm for Halloween. That's a big changeover. I mean, oh yeah. Dramatic shift in business model. Right. <laughs> and that was why Helen was calling me. She said, Marianne, you remember his farm? I said, I do. And she said, well, they are changing it over. They're tearing walls down. They're changing things around. And it's going to be a haunted farm, and including the barn. I mean, this is going to be a big production. They're going to run it open the whole month of October. And she said, and I know probably for a couple of days after, she said, Ali is probably turning over in his grave right now. Well, I had to laugh because to my surprise, Ali was standing right behind Helen. He never crossed over. And I obviously can't talk to him in that situation. I said, Helen, I said, Ollie is standing behind you. She says, well, you know, I moved into an assisted living. And she says that I never did put the seeds up. And I said, yeah, okay, then. That's why Ollie's with you. And I said, ask Ollie if he wants me to come to your house. And Ollie shook his head yes. So I went out to her assisted living. And sure enough, he was livid, absolutely livid about what they were doing to the farm. They swore they were never going to do anything bad. They were going to keep it and restore it and keep it going. And, oh, he just went off and off and off on it. And he said to me, you've got to do something. I said, there's nothing I can do. I said, you're dead. I said, what am I supposed to do? I says, I just can't go knock on the door there and say, you've got a ghost. I need to, you know, I says, and they're not going to listen to me. They're going to go ahead and do it. I said, especially if they put some money into it already. He said, oh, yeah, you should see what they're doing. And I said, well, I can't. I said, the only way I can do it is if when they are finally done and open, I would pay to go through the haunted farm. And I said, and I don't do that. So that's not going to happen. And he said, you know what? He says, I'm going to make them so miserable that there will be no choice but to have them call you to come and take care of it. I said, oh, Ollie, I don't know if that's a really good idea or not. He He's said, 
answers for days on that one. Like, <laughs> and he, he, I had to smile. He said, "I'm already dead. What are they gonna do?" I said, "Well, I don't know." He says, "Maybe they'll talk you into being one of the exhibits." Never. <laughs> and of course, I was joking with him. And I thought about it, and I felt really bad for him. And it wasn't 10 days later, I get a call from a man named Howard. And he is the project manager for You'll Never Guess What. The Haunted Farm. And I, I said, wow. I says, why? How? How, how, how come you're calling me? I said, what, what's going on? He said, I have been involved with haunted places for Halloween for years. For years, he said, this has never happened ever. Wherever I have been, this has never, ever happened. I says, what's happening? And he said, there is so much. He said, all I know is that I found your business card laying on my desk. I said, my business card? He said, yeah. And I said, well, who put it there? He said, I don't know. He says, the staff and the workers, did you put it here? Did you put it? No, not me. I don't know. But a few people knew about you. And I have been having problem keeping the staff or the workers for the last 10 days. He said, I, I, I don't know what's going on. He said, it's absolutely horrible what's going on. I said, okay. I says, I'll come out. And we went out. And there was Ollie. And he laughed at me and he says, I knew I'd get you here. I says, what have you been doing? And before... He answered me. He's got a goofy grin on his face. And he said, you know, actually, I've been having a good time. I said, you're having a good time? He goes, oh, yeah, I haven't had this much fun in years. I says, well, you've been dead for 15 years and you were old before that. Probably not. <laughs> so I said to Howard, so please tell me what's going on. He said, well, first of all, he said, the weirdest thing, he says, the electric, which we know is good enough to support all of our exhibits, the electric keeps going out. And Ollie popped up and he said, well, yeah, but that electrician's got a terrible curse on him. He's just walking around with a black cloud around him. And I'm thinking, well, isn't that interesting that he could even see that? And I said to Ollie, are there other people here like you? He said, yeah, there's about three of us. I says, and you're all sort of working together? And he said, no. He says, we all take a separate section and try to destroy it. I said, okay. So Howard said, first of all, he says that the last 10 days, he says, the staff and the workers are ready to kill each other. They are fighting so bad. There and he said something is going wrong with the exhibits. We work on him and we work on him, and the next thing you know, we come in the next day and they're totally tore apart. Nobody's here. 
He says, we're actually thinking about putting cameras in to see what in the world's going on. And I said, well, you've got a couple things going on here. And I says, number one, I said, you are in the house that, I said, there is a ghost here, the man that originally owned this property. And he looked at me and he said, uh-oh. I said, yeah, you got it. This was never supposed to happen to his property. Never. I said, and the Metro Parks came back on there, you know, what they said they were going to do. And he said, well, it's a money thing. He says, do you know how much money we can make in a month from something like this? He says, it's enough to really support the Metro Park system for a long time. And I said, yeah, but you know, a contract was a contract. And I said, what else has been going on? He said, in the barn, the guillotine. He said, we had it all set up. We come out there the one morning and there is a baby doll that would be the size of a toddler. Nobody knows where this baby doll even came from. And her head was chopped off. The guillotine chopped off this doll's head. And I said, wow. And he said, no, the guillotine is painted silver. It's rubber. There's no way that that doll's head could have been chopped off by that guillotine. I said, okay. He said, then the next day, we're going to have a dress rehearsal. The mummy goes and starts wrapping the, the, I guess they were like moldy bandages around him to look like a mummy. And I said, yuck. And he said, no, no, we put that, the mold on to make it look like that. And I said, oh, okay. He says, but we didn't put the maggots in there. Oh. I said, like maggot maggots? I said, live maggots? He went, oh, yeah. And what did these people do? They're blaming each other. For he's he's trying to, to mess with my stuff. He's doing this to me. He said, and then the one thing that really got me, he said, is that the people that needed blood on them for their costumes, they go to where the blood is stored. And I looked at him when he said blood. And he says, no, no, it's a liquid that looks like blood that we put on. And I says, well, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I didn't. But that's okay. So <laughs> it could be a real Halloween house. Yeah, that's right. So I said, golly. And he said, no. We took the lids off every one of those sealed cans and jars. All of it was dried up. There wasn't a drop of the blood that we could use. He said, that sort of convinced me. He said, plus some of the crew has been saying that they see flashes of something buzzing by them, or they see a dark shadow. Something is going on. And I said, so what was the final straw? He said, two days ago, he says, I called you the following morning. He says, you remember the terrible thunderstorms we had, all the rain? I said, oh, yeah, I do remember. And he said, okay. He said, in the barn, oh, on the second floor in the farmhouse, we have, that's where the vampires' caskets are. And they're up there sleeping in their caskets. When people come through, of course, they come out of their casket. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. And he said, every one of those caskets had water in them. There's no 
leak in the roof? How did the water get inside all the caskets? And I, I was amazed because that was a lot. That would take a lot of energy for any one of those earthbound spirits to do that. So we got all done walking through everything. And I said to Ollie, they're not going to change this. It's not going to go back to the farm. I said, you realize that, right? He said, yes, I do. I said, and you're not going to do this anymore, right? And he just stared at me. And I said, maybe if you crossed over, you would be able to persuade the people that do a lot money out. Maybe they'll see that this wasn't such a good thing and maybe they'll take it back to, you know, what it was originally. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was just fishing for something to tell him to cross over. I mean, I'm sure the Metro Parks wasn't going to. And by the way, they have not changed it. It is still going on. And he said, no, I know that. He says, I'll cross over. He says, everybody else is over. He said, so I'm going to go ahead and go. And he said, I know there's nothing you can do. He says, but thanks for letting me have some fun. He says, this was really good before I left. We have gone and taken our girls to haunted places when they were little. They wanted to go. I have yet to see one of these haunted places that does not have earthbound spirits. Think of the energy in these places. Even when people go to the prison for the tours there, think of the everybody's looking for a ghost. And people like to be scared. Look at the energy that you're putting out when you're afraid or you're scared. That's why these places are so full. My advice is go, enjoy them, have a good time, get scared. But please, please, please have your Quincy charm on you so you don't bring anything home with you. Because I wouldn't want to have to come out to your house that you brought from a haunted farm or a haunted prison or a haunted house somewhere. I mean, there's haunted schoolhouses, there's haunted hospitals, there's haunted prisons. This time of year, everything is haunted. So think before you go and at least put your seat on you before you go into one of these places. So that's the Halloween at the farm. Well, those other two ghosts that were helping wreck the place, did they have any ties to that farm, the land? Like, why were no. they? No, they didn't. The interesting thing was, though, the one was only about 25 years old. And just looking at him, you could tell that he was definitely, if he walked into a 10th, great classroom, the teacher would go, oh, he's going to be my problem child. Just mm -hmm. by looking at him, you just sort of knew that he was going to be the troublemaker. He was having a ball doing this stuff. And he was so proud because he's the one that got the water in the coffins. I said, how did you do that? And he would not tell me. He would not tell me at all. The cute little ending to this is Howard had me out because he didn't not know what else to do. And 
Both of the other ghosts that were helping Ollie, they all crossed over, so that wasn't an issue. But there was a ghost attached to Howard. And I said to him, so what do you think about all this now? And he said, I, I guess I'll know better in the next few days to see if all of this stops. I said, so you have to show me before you believe it. And he said, yeah, pretty much. And I said, okay. I said, well, I just need to tell you this. Ethan said hello. Mm -hmm. And he said, Ethan who? I says, oh, your buddy that got killed in Iraq. He went, no. I went, oh, yeah. He said, I don't believe it. I said, how would I know? And he said, what did we do the night of graduation? And I said, before I even asked Ethan, I said, is this something that's going to embarrass me? I said, because if it is, I don't want to hear about it. And Howard started laughing. He said, no, no, it's nothing embarrassing. And I looked at Ethan and I said, what did you guys do? He said, we snuck into a church in the middle of the night and rang the bell in the steeple. He says, and we got caught. <laughs> I said, you weren't very good at it. And I looked at Howard and I said, shame on you for ringing that bell in the steeple. He goes, fine, I believe. <laughs> so did his buddy who was attached to him, did he cross over to him? He did. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he did. He said he didn't know. He, he, he got killed in a road bomb. And he said he thought he should stay there and help. And he didn't know what to do. A lot of these guys don't know what to do when they get killed like that. Right. But he, he did come back and he did cross over. So everything, everything ended just fine. But okay. this, is, this is what you need to be aware of this time of the year. Wear your seeds when you go out to the haunted fun houses and all those things out there. Because And I know here up in Ohio, like they're everywhere. So I'm sure it is. But I think Ohio, um, I read somewhere like a year or so ago, like per state capital, like we have the most haunted attractions for Halloween time. So I don't Doesn't know what surprise me. <laughs> what does that say about us Ohioans that we like being scared? Scared, right. You know, and these places make a lot of money. I mean, when there's food trucks set up outside so that you can eat and go through again, you know, they're planning on getting a, a few bucks out of you. So, yeah. So, well, thanks for listening, everybody, and hope you enjoyed the haunted farm tale. And please, you know, take Marianne's advice, wear your seeds if you already have them. If you don't, you can order them from her website, MarianneWinkowski.com. Um, and Marianne, they can catch us every Wednesday morning on on all the things, it seems, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitch, Facebook, everywhere, uh, sometimes right. Instagram. So come to questions live. Right. And it's a great format to get questions answered. You know, it, it, it the hour goes by fast. People ask a lot of good questions. It's a fun, it's a fun hour every Wednesday morning. It truly is. It is. And we have a good core group that come every Wednesday. They're very welcoming and friendly. And um, so you'll you'll find more like-minded people and 
with similar interests with us every Wednesday morning. Right, right. So thanks again for listening. And please tell your friends, we, we need to get this podcast out there. Let everybody know what's going on and and listen to the past ones too. You know, I, I really think you can learn a little bit from every one of them. There's a lot of good advice and examples of what to do, what not to do. And, you know, right. when it comes to the spirit realm. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Keep an eye out for the next episode. Those release every Wednesday morning, early in the morning. Um, and then later in the Wednesday morning, you can find us online and talk about the episode. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to When Ghosts Speak. Join us again soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.